Welcome to the Brush with Brit podcast. I'm your host, Brit Glaz, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting journey into the world of dentistry. With a decade of experience in the dental field, I bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise to help you navigate your own path in this rewarding profession. Having spent eight years as a registered dental assistant, followed by two years as a registered dental hygienist, I've had the privilege of gaining practical experience in both roles. This diverse background enables me to provide valuable insights and guidance to aspiring dental professionals like you. Beyond my clinical practice, I'm also passionate about mentorship, guiding others, and advocating for dental hygienists. Through this podcast, my aim is to create a supportive space where you can learn, grow, and relate to the challenges and triumphs of being a dental professional. Whether you're looking to expand your knowledge, enhance your skills, or simply stay up to date with the latest trends in dentistry, you've come to the right place. Together, let's embark on a journey for personal and professional development empowering you to become the best dental professional you can be. This week's episode, I feel like is kind of long overdue. I remember when I first heard the differences between private and corporate offices, there wasn't a whole lot that I knew. And then I ended up with all these misconceptions that aren't always true. And those are the only things that I knew. I didn't know the facts behind it. I didn't know if there was any truth behind the things that I was hearing. So when I started looking for job positions and I wanted to know more information about the differences between private and corporate, it was it was challenging to find. I had to do a lot of dig- digging in order to find information on, on the differences. And so in this week's episode, I have Tina Puntin on the podcast today, and we go through the differences of what we know, and both of us have had experience in both types of practices. So this week's episode, I feel like is such a good one, especially if you are a new hygienist or a hygienist who is looking for a new job and is thinking that corporate might be the way to go or private might be the way to go for you. This will give you a better understanding of the differences between the two and what may or may not work for you. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Brush with Brit. I use Zerk dental products literally every single day in practice. And I don't know about you, but if you haven't seen their color method system, you have to check it out. When I brought this into my practice, all of my coworkers were like, Britt, what is that? Where did you get that? And I started organizing all of the hygiene department with their customized trays, which are such great quality. They're easy to put together. They're customizable. It's honestly such a game changer and I love it. I love organization. It makes my day flow better. And not only that, it's aesthetically pleasing. Like I got the pink color because pink is my favorite. They come in all different kinds of shades and it's honestly the best thing to invest in especially when you're trying to have a smooth day. We all know that time management is incredibly challenging in a dental practice, and that's why Zerk's products 
help with that. They take away the guessing, they take away the looking around for this and that, and it just puts it all in one place that is incredibly organized and pretty at the same time. If you want to learn more about the color method system, visit colormethod.com and you can even use code BRIT, that's capital B-R-I-T-T, for 25% off of plan two. Go check out Zerk Dental Products today. You will not regret it. Good morning, Tina. How are you today? Hi, Bridge. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me join you today. Thank you for being here and welcome to the Brush with Brit podcast. Everyone, we have Tina Punton here today. And I would like if you can just introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about what you do and how you've been in dentistry. Oh, I would love to share my story. Thank you. Um, so I'm Tina Punton. Um, I am actually an account executive with um, Zerk Dental Products, and I oversee their special market division. Um, my journey, though, has been um, I have been in dentistry for 23 years um, now at this point and um, have loved every minute of it. Um, I graduated as a hygienist with a passion and a desire to serve and to treat people. And um, that path along my career was definitely fulfilled um, tenfold. Um, Unfortunately, along that journey, my body came to a point where it was telling me and speaking to me that I probably wasn't going to be able to finish my career clinically. So I was, um, you know, forced to adapt, you know, different idea and a different vision of what that might look like. So um, I ended up taking a bit of time to really envision what it was that I wanted and how I could give back to dentistry. So um, I was able to be fortunate enough to, to become a member of Zerk Dental Products. And we're based out of Minnesota and we're a family owned business. And, um, you know, our mission really is to help dental teams practice safer, um, to be more efficient, ultimately to just be happier at the end of their day so that they can win their dental days. And that is what spoke to me. And so um, I feel like now I have an opportunity to just really give back to the dental community, to give back to hygienists and to give back to dental teams an opportunity to understand that um, there are some amazing companies out there that really just want their best interest and have that at heart because we know that our patients, you know, our desires to serve our patients, right? That's where our heart as clinicians lie. And so um, I just help to feed that now. I love that. How how long did you practice uh, clinically for? So it was clinically 23. So I've actually wow. been in the dental industry about 26 years now. So, and I, wow. yeah, I, you know, I did a variety of different things. Um, I felt like my career path was diverse and for its time. <laughs> and I say that with a little caution because I do feel like in that time, I've watched that profession grow and change so much. You know, um, I think oftentimes, you know, as a new grad, you're just so excited to get started and you want to start treating patients. And um, I wanted to really evaluate the opportunities of what dentistry had and the different segments um, that I could work within. So 
my journey started with um, temping, actually, and I loved every minute of it. It allowed me an opportunity to go into both private practice and to work a little bit in corporate dentistry as well. Um, I worked for in specialty. I was fortunate enough to um, be recruited to work with a periodontist who um, really was a great mentor for me. To, you know, you think about hygiene and coming out and jumping right into perio. Um, it was challenging um, and rewarding all at the same time. So that's amazing. And, and temping is something that I do recommend to new grads quite frequently. It's not something that I have a ton of experience in because I was an assistant for eight years before hygienist. So I did temp a little bit at the beginning of my hygiene career, but, um, ultimately I had already kind of had that experience in within dentistry. Um, but I do think for somebody who has no experience in, in dentistry and is a new hygienist, temping is a great way to see what is out there and what's available. And a question I get all the time is um, like, is corporate bad? Is private good? Like, what is, what is, what are the differences? Um, what is your experience with working in like different private versus like corporate offices? Yeah, great question. You know, I mean, um, there's a lot of myths and a lot of, you know, uncertainties for, for new hygienists to consider about going into, to both. Um, you know, we've known corporate dentistry has really evolved over the past 10, 15, I mean, Corporate dentistry started 20, 25 years ago, but really kind of become, became much more mainstreamed within the last 10, 15 years. And, um, you know, there are so many benefits, um, pros and cons to both. Um, I think it's really important for new grads to do their due diligence. And I couldn't agree with you more about even if it means temping for four months out of, out of the beginning of your career. Um, you know, I think it kind of relates back to we talk about maybe everyone should have some type of role as um, maybe a server or a wait staff, right? Like just gaining that understanding of um, what it's like in different environments. Um, so yeah, I've, I had the opportunity to work both in private practice and then in group for just a short period of time. And um, I love both. I think some of the old myths about corporate dentistry really um, have need to be overshadowed. I, there's just, they are wonderful opportunities and organizations to work for out there. Yeah. So for me, I have been working in dentistry for 10 years and I always, always had this idea in my head that corporations were not the way to go. And it, I worked in private practice all the way up until four months ago. I was always in private, which is pretty crazy to say. And, and when I started looking for a new position, that was something that was at the forefront of my mind. Like is, should I even entertain the idea of a, a corporate office? And I did some digging. There are some articles that are also available out there that you can find online, like through RDH magazine and, um, a Tale of Two Hygienists has a couple podcasts about it too. And that kind of ultimately helped me make my my decision. Like it's it doesn't always determine how the office is going to be, if it's private or corporate. Like you said, there's good and bad in both. And I think it's within your best interest to explore the options and also see what the offices are like. Because just because it's a corporate office doesn't mean it's bad. And just because it's a private office doesn't mean it's good. good. Um, so I have found within the past four months that working in a corporate office has actually been ideal for me. And I've had a good experience with it. 
I really have. Oh, I think there's so many things, you know, that um, pros of working in a corporate office. I mean, just even having, you know, great access to some of the resources as well. You know, sometimes there's more support staff, um, you know, there's a larger team often, um, you know, and I think those opportunities that we can take uh, for advancement, and I'm not stating that that can't be done in private, um, but um, there is just, you know, so much more of uh, awareness of that growth path um, for our careers, I think with corporate, that if that's something that you as a hygienist desire, if you desire to be challenged outside of your clinical skills, really yields that opportunity um, to, for, to elevate what you do uh, in your hygiene role. So I, I loved um, that as well. And um, obviously, you know, working in private practice, sure, you know, if, if you feel as though kind of that one-on-one, -on -one more intimate, one doctor, you know, smaller team um, culture is better for you, I, I think there really isn't a significant difference. It's doing your due diligence to understand what resonates to me, what speaks truth to me, where do I feel the most comfortable, so... Yeah, I think that's entirely true. And I agree. I, one of the other things that I think uh, corporate really offers private office, uh, private offices offer it too, but I feel like corporate typically will have benefits available, um, like health benefits and things like that, which is starting to be more seen in private practice as well, which is phenomenal. Um, but I think there are a lot of people that need those benefits who maybe don't have a spouse to that, um, has benefits or, um, maybe they have children and things like that. So that's, that is one great thing that, um, I feel comes from a lot of corporations. Absolutely. And, I don't know about your experience, but for me too, just knowing, um, you know, that there's comfort that the, the company from a corporate standpoint really, um, takes a lot of pride and in investing in the latest technology and the equipment and sometimes offer more specialized services. So it can be, you know, a platform of a plethora of education there for you that perhaps your solo practitioner may or may not be able to provide. And so I think if you're, you know, a hygienist that is looking to utilize some of the newest and greatest technology, um, you know, likely because of the funding and the the structure of how some of these uh, organizations work, they have those uh, available for you as well. Yeah, and one thing I'll kind of um, say to that too is in, in private practice, if you are in a smaller office, sometimes you have leeway to maybe make a suggestion for something to happen. And because that office is smaller, maybe you only have like one or two hygienists, you only need one airflow. You don't need <laughs> seven of them or whatever there might be in a corporate office, or I mean, some of them aren't that big, but um, so there, there's a little bit of give and take with that as well. Kind of goes Absolutely. both ways. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and not to say even in private practice that, you know, that you have less opportunities um, because I, I really feel that the playing field has, is really very equal right now. I think so much of this really needs to come down to understanding what is important for you when you're looking for a job, um, you know, making sure that yes, if the salaries and benefits, you know, weigh both out, if you need um, that opportunity to be present for you. Um, I think also just talking about, you know, the, the work environment, you know, we hear that word culture over and over and over. And you know what, 
it is so important. It is so valuable because the service that I render, regardless of the environment that I am in, I need to have the support from the team. And early in my career, I have always been so team driven. You know, there is not one department within that office that is more critical than the other. Um, if we can't learn to work together and have proper um, foundational clinical operations and, you know, workflow and efficiency and things like that, um, we're never going to be successful, whether it's at a corporate level or a private level. So, um, you know, I really think making sure that you evaluate and take the time to assess and truly interview the office that you're working for, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I always tell hygienists that you are interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing you. Work environment is extremely important. It's something as a dental assistant that I didn't know how to navigate and I was stuck in an office and I thought that was, that was it for me. That was all I deserved. And that was how all dentist offices were, but it wasn't true. And there's a lot of great, great teams out there. Um, and I also wanted to kind of touch base on production because I feel uh, students and new graduates, even myself included, always thought of production as a bad thing. If an office talks about production, it's bad. But I have learned that there's actually something very empowering about knowing your own production. And it also helps to, for me, it helps me be accountable for everything. So I, not that I wouldn't do this if I didn't have production, but I really take the time to go through everything, maybe even take an extra moment to show a patient an electric toothbrush, like demo it. And I feel like it helps me in that way. It's not necessarily like I'm trying to sell it to them. It's just that I know my numbers, I know where I'm at. And it also allows me to ask for a raise, ask for things that I need, and then I can back it up with what I'm bringing into the office. Absolutely. I think you said it so well. You know, I think that um, we used to think about, you know, having to sit down at a morning meeting and talk about production meant that we had to sell dentistry, right? And I think that's the misconception is oftentimes people still believe that, oh, you work for corporate, so you're all about numbers. Um, I am in and I work with group practices of all shapes and sizes, and I can promise you that is not what it's about. Their heart is there to serve and treat patients. And so it is not about a numbers and it's not about selling dentistry. Um, so I think that, um, you know, moving forward, it's, it's something important that, um, you know, teams should look at together and hygienists should look at because you're right. It's empowerful to know that not only am I serving my patients, but I'm contributing to the success of this business. Um, whether I'm the owner, no matter at what level you are, I am contributing to the success. And that in itself was very powerful, was very powerful for me. Yeah, I recently read a article again on RDH magazine, and um, there's like two parts to it, and it breaks down production. And there was something in there about um, scheduling your patient's recare visit, mm -hmm. and how much um, success that allows the the practice it brings you know consistent appointments and how much it helps it the percentage is in there I can't remember what it is right now um but I was like wow I mean that's something that I I already do but you're like sure. okay if I if I am rescheduling all of these patients and I'm making these appointments like maybe that should be a, a bonus structure or something if I'm hitting like 90 percent of recare appointments for scheduling um so you can there's there's a lot of power in knowing 
where you bring in the money and uh, maybe creating a bonus structure of, of some kind to help you. Absolutely. And I think one of the things too, is I think I know for myself early in my career, it was almost a bit of a taboo if I were to go into and talk to a doctor of, and try to validate um, why I may, might you know be requesting uh, an increase in my salary or talk about a different bonus structure of, of whatever that might look like. Um, but I think now there's a better relationship and a higher standard that most organizations, whether it's corporate or private doctors are holding us to as hygienists. We need to own the business and own the treatment that we are recommending. Um, so we should, again, reap some of the benefits of that as well. So, yeah. And one thing that has allowed me to stay passionate about hygiene and, um, defeat my phases of slight burnout that I've experienced is working with a doctor who talks to their patients about gum disease as much as they talk to them about cavities. It's just so empowering to work side by side with a dentist that is like that. And it allows me to speak to the patient about it and feel passionate about it as much as I do. And I just love that collaboration. So when hygienists are looking for new jobs, I always tell them, you know, speak to the doctors, ask how, how do they show that they value their hygiene department? What do they do? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that question. Cause like, I want to hear that. And, you know, for instance, at my office, they, um, help you with CEs. And that's amazing to have somebody uh, that value your continuing education. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what it's within the industry and within dental hygiene itself, I've watched so many things that have changed, right. And opportunities, other opportunities that are available, whether you want to help now with doing um, and being the lead on your infection control within your solo or organization that you work for. Um, elevate yourself in that. If that is something that you're passionate about and it drives you, having those opportunities to do so. Um, there's so many new realms with um, uh, alternative resources. You know, I think back to the day where, you know, for me, I would look forward to my one annual meeting I had a year, right? And that was my only chance and opportunity to collaborate with other hygienists. And I think it's just so wonderful now that we have so many different resources, whether you want to uh, be on a podcast or if you want to write articles or if you want to, um, you know, be a key, a key opinion leader for a product or something. And um, there's just so many more avenues that help to defeat some of that burnout now as well. Which yes, is I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we can all do to kind of help with that. And it also builds connections with other hygienists, like you and I talking and being able to connect and just learn from each other helps us advance our careers and elevate hygiene as a whole. And so I think that it helps to do not that clinical is just clinical, but, um, when you work with a team, that's all you have in the office. And there's a lot more healthcare providers out there, a lot more hygienists out there who you can talk to and learn things from. Um, I always give the example of like chlorohexidine was something that I learned while I was an assistant constantly heard that all the time. And then once I got out of hygiene school, I started to learn more about it and why it may not be the best thing to recommend. And I'm like, wait, what? 
Like I got out of hygiene school thinking I learned it all. And then you start learning all these new things right away. And you're like, oh, wow. So your education doesn't stop when you're done with hygiene school. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And like you said, you know, when you can surround yourself around other team members who are just as excited and passionate about what you do and learn from each other, there is no higher value than that collaboration. Yep. I I completely agree. It definitely helps to keep you ignited about dental hygiene. Yeah. And there's so many things to be ignited about. I mean, where our industry is going and some of the exciting things that we're doing. I mean, it's the sky's the limit, really. It, It really is. Like, where do you see the future of dentistry? Like, do you think there will be more corporations over private practices? Or do you think it'll kind of stay where it's at? Like, how do you... How do you see the future? You know, I think there's always going to be a place for private practice. Um, I think we will always still uh, face struggles, right, of um, serving the underserved community in, in areas that are less populated. Or, um, But I do think that with time, more and more of our corporate aspect of these DSOs um, and DEOs and GPOs and whatever other acronym, right, that they might classify under. Um, I think there is strength in numbers as well. Just like we talk about collaborating with our team members, there's also power in in collaborating um, as a a group as well. And I think that really showed after um, what happened with, you know, with a a pandemic, right? Um, You know, there were private practices who maybe had not understood or had the resources to navigate through that. Some of those um, dental practices shut down and and weren't able to reopen. Um, And so, So, you know, from a business standpoint, when there is a little bit of help, either from uh, private equity or whatever that may look like, um, yeah, I definitely think that we're going to move in that direction. And I think um, corporate dentistry is growing very, very quickly and rapidly, and and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. So, and it's not a bad thing. I, you know, it's really not. Um, Again, there are great corporations out there, and there are some that aren't doing what they need to be doing. So, you know, it's a matter of really looking and searching for what's important to you. What do you want out of your professional development? Um, You know, do you need or want that supportive management behind you? Um, You know, what opportunities for growth are there and what speaks to you? Um, I can't talk enough about, you know, just trust your instincts. Um, when it comes to evaluating and working with uh, an organization or private practice um, and that, uh, you know, your, your service that you can provide will be valued in both places. Yes. I absolutely love that because that's what I'm always trying to teach people is that you have to put in the work when you're doing your, your interviews and don't think that the first one is going to be the best one and put your feelers out there, go with your gut and, Uh, I also like to say too, like, try, I know that the hourly rate or commission, whatever you're getting is, is important, but there are so many other aspects of an office that you have to take into consideration. And, um, I would say that you can't just pick one office just because it's private. And just because one's corporate, like you got to go through the motions and, and really do your interviews, do your working interviews, temp. Yes, <laughs> just like Tina did temp. Yeah. Um, there's so many great opportunities with temping and you can even find a permanent position through temping as well. So mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. And it's been a pleasure to be able to speak with you and learn more about your journey. 
Oh, Britt, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish you just all of the best in your career as you move forward. I know you have many exciting things uh, in your path and um, it's just valuable to have this time with you today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening until next time. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.